It's the Y'all Show on a Thursday. Hello and welcome to this All Southern Show with John Rawl. You can find us on Y'all anytime. Our number is 803-816-1170. And on Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. Today on the Y'all Show, we have a very special guest as Dr. Niles Reddick will be our special guest helping us co-host the program. And he's a good South Georgia boy, written a couple of books and He's a Southern humorist, and he's got a, a very intriguing story. We're going to have a good time the next two hours with Niles talking all things Southern. Hello, Niles. Welcome into y'all. Hey, thank you very much, John. I appreciate being here. You're the first adult to help co-host the Y'all Show, so let me get you a plaque for your office. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I still have some space in here. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you about Niles' story. It's really a, a very fun story. And first off, got to give props to Inman Majors, our recent guest on the show, the author of Penelope Lemon. He is the reason that we're sitting here with Niles today. As Inman said, hey, do you know Niles Reddick? And I'm like, well, you know, funny thing I mentioned, I, I saw somewhere where you had the Niles Reddick name written on a poster, and, I'm, and he was labeled as a Southern humorist, and I don't see that that often. And I thought, well, I need to do some research. So thanks, Inman, for getting us in here, and we're going to talk to Niles about his humor. He was at an event earlier this week that we captured some audio from, and you'll get a taste of what Niles is like in the flesh as he had this live audience in a fundraising event in Jackson, Tennessee. We'll tell you about that. We'll tell you about his latest books and how he writes. We'll talk about his family, including his aunt, which should be a lot of fun. What's her name? Uh, Aunt Elizabeth. Aunt Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah, Aunt Elizabeth has been a major influence in his life and continues to be and we will discuss Aunt Elizabeth on the Y'all Show. We also have more than Niles on today's show. We're going to be talking about books, which he's penned several books. We'll get Niles' take on his own books, but maybe he has some reflections on other books. You're kind of a book nerd, right? You keep up with other writers? Mm -hmm, I do. Okay. So there are some brand new offerings available out there in our Buy the Book segment that we'll get to in hour two. Plus, Are you ready for some football, Niles? I actually am very ready for football. Okay. Well, we're going to have a guest coming up in hour two from Columbia, South Carolina. He is the host of the Carolina Crow Line. Here on the show, we feature SEC teams on Thursday, and we haven't really talked about the Gamecocks much. And they are our featured SEC team this week on the Y'all Show. And so Tyler Garrett, who hosts our sister show for Gamecock fans, Carolina Crow Line, He'll be joining us from cocky country, and he'll get us ready for their opener against Coastal Carolina. And then, Niles, you know who Carolina plays in week two? Georgia. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) The Georgia Dogs and the Gamecocks have a huge game in the second week of the season. We'll get Tyler's take. That game's in Columbia, so everybody probably already tailgating outside the cockabooses in Columbia for that. So we'll have Gamecock football talk on today's Y'all Show and lots of Niles Reddick. Well, Niles, let's look at some of the headlines across our country here and our region on the Y'all Show. Unfortunately, we've lost another soldier in the war in Iraq as the Pentagon has identified a native of Washington, Chief Warrant Officer Taylor J. Galvin, age 34. Now, he actually had been based at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, so there's our southern connection. But we don't think about Iraq much these days, but we're still losing soldiers. This was a a special operation he was involved in, and his helicopter crashed in the northern Iraqi city of Sinjar. But, yes, a young serviceman dies in Iraq, and we still have so many of our uniformed service people serving in Afghanistan right now. I want to keep all of them in our thoughts and prayers. 
Kentucky is also in the news for what's going on there with Governor Matt Bevan. His administration has proposed changes to the state's Medicaid program, and more than 11,000 people have come forward to comment about proposed changes. So Governor Bevan and the Bluegrass, they're looking to change their health plan, which would require some recipients to work or volunteer and pay monthly premiums to keep their benefits. We'll keep you posted on that. Last August, we know about the deadly rally that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, and the woman died, and we just got past that the other day with the one-year anniversary of that. Well, news came out this week that Richard Preston, age 53, from Maryland, he is a Ku Klux Klan leader, and he was sentenced to eight years in prison this week for shooting off a gun at this rally in 2017. I don't know, Did you do you watch CNN much? I, I do watch CNN periodically. Do you remember seeing this guy a couple I, of weeks ago? I do not remember that. They had him on with Sarah Seidner, I think was the CNN correspondent. He met her in D.C., and it was really, you kind of felt sorry for the guy. This was obviously before he was sentenced, but it, the, the reason this is somewhat newsworthy is the entire episode where he shot a gun off was captured on a really good video camera with sound last year. And he didn't shoot it at a guy. It was the guy with a flamethrower, if you might remember any video footage. But he shot it kind of in his direction, in like the bushes. And it was all right there on tape. There was no mistaking. And this guy on CNN the other week, which they replayed that probably six times, he said, you know, I shot a gun. He knew he did wrong, but getting eight years seems pretty, pretty harsh. And, 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 he, and he comes at, he's kind of, part of the reason CNN ran that is his uh, defendant, one of the guys who helped him in his case was a black guy who is actually a preacher, that, a rap star and preacher that I think helped get him married, and they're really good friends. So it's a very bizarre story, but I, the, the, the newsworthiness of this is also eight years for shooting a gun, and, and he, he, the video clearly shows he wasn't shooting it at there, but it was just an ugly scene. We're luckily, luckily, that's behind us, and it didn't get worse here in 2018 in Charlottesville and the rally in, in Washington, D.C. as well. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper says developments this week surrounding his state's Confederate monument show that a law limiting their relocation must be changed. It was just announced on Wednesday that the state of North Carolina is going to keep their three Confederate monuments on their statehouse grounds. Now, this follows the rally that was held Monday in Chapel Hill where the Silent Sam statue was torn down by protesters on the UNC campus. And so the momentum was certainly on the side of bringing monuments down, but they have a law in place in North Carolina and Governor Cooper says that they're going to maybe try to look at changing that. But for now, a historical commission voted Wednesday to leave three monuments at the state capitol in Raleigh. But they're going to put up adjacent signs to discuss slavery and civil rights. So that is more monument news coming from North Carolina. This is a bad story coming from Louisiana. A man there is accused of three 2017 murders where he revealed that the suspect viewed a killing spree as similar to a deer hunt. And he looked at victims as animals he was licensed to kill. Ryan Sharp was arrested in East Feliciana Parish, and he uh, told authorities he compared killing humans to hunting deer, and he believed he was responsible for filling up to 12 government-issued hunting tags. Very, that's not a good story for a book, Niles. <laughs> well, it might be for a Stephen King book. <laughs> yeah, but not you. Well, here's a good one, though. Now, let's, let's make things a little lighter here on the show. Are you a redneck man? Because I am. But one thing we're not is we're not redneck women. And when you think of a redneck woman, you think of Gretchen Wilson. Well, Gretchen Wilson, the country music star, 
She got arrested the other day in Connecticut. Have you heard about this? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, she was up in Connecticut for a special concert, and the 45-year-old singer who lives in Lebanon, Tennessee, was charged with breach of peace at Bradley International Airport. The troopers there say she uh, they responded to a minor disturbance on an incoming flight, and they were interviewing Wilson on a runway when they ended up arresting her. Bail was set at a thousand dollars. Sounds like a country song. Well, what would she do? I guess she was, I guess, acting foolish on the plane. It sounds like <laughs> uh, you don't mess around when it comes to flying. I, I would think most people in Connecticut would think that of all of us. <laughs> yeah, but according to troopers, Gretchen Wilson, the redneck woman singer became belligerent and she was arrested at a, at the Hartford Airport uh, going up there for a flight uh, going up there for a concert as well Fayetteville Arkansas woman is behind bars here's a good story for a book woman is behind bars in Fayetteville for helping her boyfriend escape from jail by posing as a deputy that's true love isn't it that's true love yeah Maxine Feldstein <laughs> age 30 forged documents from the Ventura County Sheriff's Office in California to prevent her boyfriend from extradition back to California to face charges there, according to court documents. She's going for the younger man. Her boyfriend, age 23, seven years younger, was being held at Little Rock, at rather, Fayetteville's Washington County Detention Center on hold for, for Ventura County on a local charge of false impersonation. So true love getting in the way, and Miss Feldstein is going to go to the Huskow for her love of boyfriend. A candidate for agricultural commissioner in Tallahassee says Wells Fargo terminated her campaign account because she supports medical marijuana. Hmm. How about that? Democrat Nikki Freed said Monday that the banking giant started asking questions about her platform after she joined the statewide race. Does she advocate more access to medical marijuana? Would she accept contributions from medical marijuana lobbyists? And she responded that she was, I guess, pro-marijuana. And, they, and she says Wells Fargo shut down her account based on a review of its banking risk. Florida voters legalized mar- medical marijuana back in 2016, but some banks are reluctant to do business with an industry that remains illegal under federal law. Wells Fargo evidently has had no comment on this case. She's running for agricultural commissioner in Florida. You lived in Florida at one time. Lived in Tallahassee. And it's a very, people don't think about it being so agricultural friendly down there. Uh, Florida is a huge agricultural state, uh, absolutely. And uh, I remember when they started that um, in, actually in Tallahassee, the medical marijuana. Um, Growing it? Oh, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, not too many years ago, probably about five years ago. Okay. Well, here in North Georgia, a place you grew up in, of course, is Georgia. And North Georgia is trying to find their way to the sea. Did you know that's possible? No. <laughs> but, but there's a town called Chatsworth, Georgia, up no. near Dalton, yeah. and they are now connecting Chatsworth with the ocean via rail. Okay. There's so much industry in North Georgia, textile industry and such, that they're they're trying to avoid having trucks go through Atlanta all day long. Sure. What a disaster that is, regardless of, of the industries that need to go through Metro Atlanta. So Georgia is now putting an inland port terminal which will allow shippers to move cargo between North Georgia and the Port of Savannah by train rather than going through those jammed highways of Atlanta. Governor Nathan Deal in Georgia attended an official opening Wednesday of the Appalachian Regional Port, and the taxpayers spent $26.5 million building the rail terminal in Murray County. Again, it's Chatsworth. I actually came through Chatsworth last year. It was amazing to see all the industries there, and it is a county 
all the way east of Dalton. So it's a good 20, 30 minutes from there to I-85 or I-75 rather. Yeah. And, and, it is, and it's kind of mountainous in there too. So this will end up linking this beautiful part of Georgia maybe to get more industry. And it's going to also help the neighboring states of Tennessee and Alabama, which are right there in the North Georgia area as well. In Mississippi, officials are looking into the deaths of three more prisoners in the correction system of Mississippi. They've already had 10 prisoners in the month of August die in prison in Mississippi already. Some of natural causes, some have been killed by other inmates, but it seems like a growing crisis going on in the Magnolia State with prisoners losing their lives. Also in Mississippi this week, this is something Niles, I want you to get a comment on since you know a little bit about this subject. Low enrollment has led to Lane University to close its satellite campus in Biloxi, Mississippi. This was a campus that was right off the mall there on Highway 90, and they only had 92 students enrolled at Tulane University's Biloxi campus. They've already closed the campus outside of Jackson, Mississippi, and Madison, Mississippi, Tulane had it. So this is a great college that had these satellite campuses, and it closed. And you and I were talking the other day. I did not realize, and please share with us, as you're someone who knows a lot about higher education, there is actually a trend now where there are less students going to college. Yeah, anecdotally, uh, people have always said when the economy is good, uh, higher education numbers go down, uh, specifically because they, you know, the, the jobs are out there. Mm-hmm. The jobs are plentiful. And so people can get good jobs and make a good salary without the higher education. Uh, it's when the economy really tanks or goes south that um, we see higher education numbers actually go up. Uh, and that's probably more true for uh, technical colleges or technical schools or even community colleges than universities. But it's true in universities also uh, where people go back to graduate school or where they go back and get a bachelor's degree. Uh, so I'm not surprised by that. Um, when you look at the national enrollment trends, there there have been, you know, just in the past, say, two months, there have been three or four private institutions across the country uh, that closed, uh, completely closed, not just off-campus Any that we would be sites. aware of? Um, names? I, I don't think you would recognize okay. these names, but um, one in Alabama. Really? Um, I'm trying to remember where in Alabama, but... One in Alabama, and I want to say that was a private Lutheran, uh, historically black college in Alabama. Uh, one in the Midwest and one outside the Boston area. Um, and so that's not, you know, that's kind of the story here for the Lambeth campus of right. the University of Memphis, too. And what you're talking about there is Niles, in addition to serving as the South's humorist and the great writer, he is also the czar. What is your actual title here? <laughs> Uh, Vice Provost. Vice Provost of the University of Memphis Lambeth Campus in Jackson, Tennessee, which, oddly enough, Lambeth was a college that went out of business. And Memphis Memphis resurrected it back. And now Lambeth is under the control of the University of Memphis. The state of Tennessee is a public school now. And and Niles is is the man, the provost here in Jackson, Tennessee, which is where we find ourselves broadcasting from today. But, yes, a little bit of an interesting story about education and, and the workplace now affecting enrollment in colleges and colleges across the country. Well, since you are in Jackson, Tennessee, I'm going to tell you about this. You are a sexist. I am? Yes. Okay. And the reason is, <laughs> the reason is, a recent surveys come out and 
they have a list of the geography of sexism and Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Arkansas are the leading states of sexism according to this survey put out by the University of Chicago, Northwestern University, and National University Singapore. I don't know if you have a way to influence their research, but yeah, that is what is out there. In the flip side, the states that have the least sexism, New Hampshire is least, followed by Alaska, Wyoming, Vermont, and Connecticut. I don't really know what all this survey says. but if you And yet the, the highest rape rate in the nation is in Alaska. Really? Yes. How'd you know that? Uh, crime statistics, okay. national crime statistics. In Alaska. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, again, this is some kind of somebody, some professor somewhere came up with this research. And if you look at this map, there's some really deep, dark purple states. And trust me, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, you're just right behind these other states. But those are the states that they've singled out as the sexist state. Arkansas is actually the sexist, not sexiest, sexist state in the nation. Never thought of it like that. Well, that is good news to know. Finally, Niles, you're a Georgia boy. Did you ever go dove hunting? Yes. Okay. Not much. Well, dove hunting season begins in Georgia September 1st. Now, that's a big story. That's a big day for a lot of people. I know I've been to games in Arkansas when they had deer hunting season open, like in mid-October, and they literally have a dip in attendance at Arkansas Razorback football games. I believe that. I mean, this is like the Razorbacks. There's, they're, the, they're the only team in the state, and people will, would rather go deer hunting on that Saturday than go to a Razorback game. That's hard to believe, but dove season does open up in Georgia and probably many other southern states. September 1st, get ready. Dove season lasts from September 1st to the 16th, October 13th through 31st, and November 22nd to January the 15th. Shooting hours are noon until sunset on opening day and one half hour before sunrise to sunset for the remainder of the season dates. I don't, I've never been actually dove hunting. I've been bird hunting. Right. And it wasn't even really about shooting birds. It was about the dogs, how the dogs yes. keep their tail up. And these dogs cost more than my house. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it, it, it's the craziest thing, but yeah. Or duck hunting. Now, I haven't been, you've been duck hunting? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, see, I'm, you're going to take my southern. Twice, maybe. They're going to take my southern card away. I have never been duck hunting. I had the opportunity to go. Until they start moving duck hunting season up to where it's, like, nice and comfortable, maybe in the spring, (laughs) and maybe not at, like, the crack of dawn you can go out and capture some ducks, then let me know. Otherwise, I'm not up for the midwinter, 4 a.m., going out in a duck blind and and hanging out. Yeah, it's the suffering part of it that makes it work. Do they duck hunt in South Georgia? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of places down there to hunt. Okay, because... You know, having lived in the Mid-South, most people think of Arkansas, Mississippi, even parts, I guess, of West Tennessee have great places to hunt ducks because it's proximity to the Mississippi River, which if you were a duck flying from Canada and you see this big river, you think you'd, I think I'd go hang out over there. Uh, but I, I'm glad to know that you've had a chance to go duck hunting throughout Georgia and, and the other parts of the, of the Southeast. We're visiting with Niles Reddick. And Niles is a Southern humorist and a provost at the University of Memphis Lambeth campus. And we're going to keep talking with Niles on the show. When we come back, we're going to actually go back to Tuesday night of this week where Niles was the featured speaker at a night of Southern humor, an event put on by the Jackson Madison County, Tennessee Library Foundation. We've got some audio from that. You'll get a taste of Niles in live performance mode and we'll get a sample of that. 
And then as we go on with the show, we've got much, much more of the Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your... And head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kid stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick, Miss Lydia. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. seen a chicken that's fried you've never been up in a big old live oak tree you've never heard of charlie pride i'm feeling sorry for you cause you've been missing out you made me realize how good my life is thank the lord i'm from the deep south let me take you there screaming down a back road like we Welcome back to y'all. It's the Thursday edition of the show, All About the South, with your host, John Rawl, and our special co-host today. He is Niles Reddick. He is a Georgia boy living in Tennessee now, and he is a Southern humorist and author and father, husband, and what else should I throw out there, Niles? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> He's a renaissance man. There we go. You could ask a lot of people and they would give you a lot of difference. <laughs> well, I want to describe people you to, about you here on the, today's Y'all Show because we're just glad to have you help us co-host the show and have some fun. Our, not night of Southern humor, but our day of Southern humor. But earlier this week, you did have a program called A Night of Southern Humor. And this is where you were invited to be a featured speaker at the Jackson, Madison County, Tennessee Library Foundation's fundraiser. Had a wonderful event there at the fairgrounds in Jackson, Tennessee. Huge crowd. 
a couple hundred people. I don't oh, yeah. know the exact count. It was over 200. But they had, uh, everybody had to kind of fork over a good bit of money. It wasn't a, a freebie. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I mean, it could have gone better. The food was good. The speaker was good. And the weather was good. That's not often found this time of year. Uh, air conditioning worked, so that was good. <laughs> but it was it was a great night and hopefully a wonderful event for the Jackson-Madison County Library in Jackson, Tennessee, at this event held at the Jackson Fairgrounds Park. Well, I wanted to kind of let the audience today know more about you, but really what I heard Tuesday night, and we got a recording of your performance, what I heard in the lead-up to your performance can't be topped. So if you don't mind, you had an introduction Tuesday night by Dr. Amy Dietrich. Yes. And we have that, and I think this is a better way to introduce you to our listeners. Here's Dr. Dietrich now on the Y'all Show. If you've heard Niles before, and I've heard him several times, it's always different. It's never the same. He's always entertaining. Um, Somebody said to me once, you know, I wonder how he makes up all that stuff. And I said, you can't make up that stuff. He's talking about people he knows. And he is just hiding them, except one time, Michelle, I heard him talk about you, and he, you weren't there, and he just said your name right out. The reason that he's so good at what he does is because he's an observer. And people who are good observers see things in life that most of us don't see. He sees humor. He sees tragedy. He sees love. He sees pathos, and he sees them all through a very, very happy lens. Folks, anybody who can write a book called Roadkill Art is a good observer. I was talking to my brother on the phone. He said, tell me about the speaker. Describe him to you. And I said, okay. He's a little bit of Mark Twain. He's a little bit of Louis Grizzard. There's a pinch of Faulkner in there somewhere. The majority of it is Niles Reddick. You know, there are authors who aren't good speakers, and there are speakers who are mediocre authors. Fortunately, tonight, we have Niles Reddick, who is an outstanding writer and a dynamite speaker. And so I give you Niles Reddick. And that was Amy Dietrich, who is a close friend of Niles Reddick and helped introduce him to Tuesday night's fundraiser in Jackson, Tennessee, helping set the stage for this Southern humorist who came on and had us all in stitches. I was fortunate enough to be invited and I was in the audience and got to hear him talk. And so we're going to segue now to the main event from Tuesday and have some clips of your audio there but before we hear our audio up first on the show let's talk about your family because this clip we're going to hear involves your wife Mm -hmm. and so you have not only a wife you've got a young daughter and a young son audrey and nicholas and michelle is your wife now she is a south georgian as well she grew up in thomasville okay yeah thomasville is just north of tallahassee but Mm -hmm. it's in georgia and I know they have some beautiful houses in Thomasville. Oh, Thomasville's a beautiful city. Yeah. Beautiful place. How did y'all meet? Uh, <laughs> There's some southern well, humor there. 
It was actually a blind date. Really? And uh, a lunch date, a blind date. And it's actually a good story if you got to we got We got two hours. I, I really didn't, you know, I didn't plan on going out with anybody. My idea was I was finishing grad school at FSU, teaching at Thomas University part-time. And a woman in my class wanted to set me up with one of two women in town. Uh, one was a brunette. Forrester's daughter <laughs> and the other was a blonde whose daddy owned part of Coca-Cola and she drove a convertible BMW so of course that was the one I wanted to go out with you know the heiress to this Coca-Cola stock and uh but I couldn't remember which one was which when I called the number and I didn't want to appear like I didn't know and so I thought well whichever one answers is the one I'll Ask out, it turned out to be Michelle, the poor, really? the poor one. <laughs> it's just money. Yeah, yeah, but it makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, so y'all struck up a romance, uh, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're married, got kids and all that. But at some point, her grandmother died, and that's our story we're going to talk about now. We're going to hear the clip from Tuesday night, but anything else we need to know leading up to this clip that we should be aware of? Okay, well... We'll set it up, and we got it set up and queued up for you now. And this is talking about what was her affectionate name? What? Uh, the ministry was the name of the story. Right, but what is what was her, her grandmother? What she call her? Uh, Michelle. I I think grandmother. grandmother? I, I don't remember what right. she called her. Well, let's listen to Niles talk about grandmother. When Michelle's grandmother died, who was a sweet, saintly woman? Uh, here she had given birth to these five kids who grew up to be just hellions. Uh, and she was a saint. She sent us all cards, wrote Bible verses in them, and just praised us and was always ministering to all of her deadbeat children and their families. And um, we really liked her. We just didn't see her very often. And when she died and Michelle got the call, she had passed away. Um, we were trying to plan who's getting this kid from you know, soccer and who's doing this and getting off from work and all to get to the visitation. And Michelle said, and she's not really all that good in the morning. I mean, she's just kind of takes her a few cups to wake up. I'm pretty much awake, you know, at 3.30, ready to go. Anyway, um, she says, you know, uh, my cousin brought my grandmother to Thomasville, Georgia, which is where she's from. And, and I said, stop right there incongruent did you say to me that your cousin brought your grandmother her grandmother lived in Sevierville Tennessee so your cousin brought your dead grandmother to Thomasville Georgia it's like an eight-hour drive and she said well that's what he said and I said oh my god this is going to be a story so I've never been so excited to go to the funeral home and, and meet a cousin that I never cared to meet uh, than I was that night. And sure enough, the guy, had they put her in a cardboard box, put her in the back of the minivan, drove the body to southern Georgia. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. And, you know, so I'm standing there, uh, and I walk in. Of course, it gets better, really. Her aunt hits on me, you know. Her aunt says to me, I shouldn't tell this, if you ever get tired of Michelle, you know, I'm like, what? 
And then I walk, you know, they got the viewing room and the light, the up lighting and the, the organ music. And I walk in there and it's a pink casket. I'm like, did she sell Mary Kay? This is the, this is the final send off. You know, you get, you got the Cadillac and then you get the, so anyway, um, this, by the way, is one of the only, it's called the ministry. Cause when we got home that night from the funeral home, we, I went to the mailbox, and there's a card from her grandmother. You know, she had sent three or four days before, still writing out Bible verses, shaky handwriting, you know, ministering to all her grandchildren, trying to get them on the straight and narrow, unlike their parents. Um, my mother-in-law. And we're back on the Y'all Show, and that was Niles Reddick from his Tuesday night concert. concert? What did you call it, a concert? I don't know what you call it. Okay, well, <laughs> his speaking engagement in Jackson, Tennessee, a night of Southern humor, and this is something you've done periodically throughout the South is going around and making people smile yeah, and laugh? I, I do go around and, and tell stories and, mm -hmm. and talk about some of my publications. Well, we heard earlier on the show when we had our introduction of Niles from Amy Dietrich, she she said it beautifully. She said she, you, were, she did. you were part Louis Grizzard, <laughs> which is a good compliment from your fellow Georgian, and a little Faulkner, mm -hmm. that's a real compliment there. And did I miss anybody else? Twain. Twain, there you go. Yeah. And a lot of Niles. And I really appreciate her. She she did a wonderful job. I, I thought that was way over the top nice. Niles, I have a boring name. My name is John. How it, in the world does somebody come up with the name Niles? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. My uh, dad named me that. Um, and my grandfather's name was Nicholas, which is my son's name. Uh -huh. But I think he took N-I-L-E-S out of Nicholas. He didn't want to stick me with that uh, okay. for whatever reason. And uh, that's how he came up with my name. Okay. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. It's a, it stands uh, out. You know, it's different. But today there's more of those names around than there used to be. Well, again, when you have a, a somewhat boring name like mine, anything's better than that. Although my name is not John, it's Jonathan, and that's what will go on my headstone one day. And if I get a headstone, will you make sure I get a headstone? I'll try. Okay. I may not get one myself. <laughs> well, that was funny. We're talking about uh, headstones, and we just heard about grandmother's story. When did that? When did she die? Do you have an idea when that happened? Uh, it had to be in around 2010, something like that. Okay. Uh, 2011. And the funny thing is you and I talked about what the rest of the story on that is that when people die, oftentimes, and you are friends with an undertaker, it's not that <laughs> unusual to sneak off a body. Well, and actually, it's legal. Uh, you, I, because I, I didn't tell this. When we went to the funeral home, I, I pulled the guy aside. This was in Thomasville. And I said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And he, you know, they immediately think something's wrong. Oh, my goodness, some, everything okay? And I'm like, oh, everything's perfect, you know, because I'm getting this great story. But what I asked him was, is this legal? You know, can you just go and pick up a loved one? And, you know, because they did it in the vacation with, uh, what's his name, Chevy Chase. You know, they took somebody cross-country, uh, an aunt or somebody who had passed away. Remember that? I, and I remember weekend at Bernie's. They crashed the car, the station wagon, and, okay. in a pl and the grant, the ant went flying off into the weeds or whatever. But uh, you can do this. You have to fill out some paperwork, but it saves you, you know, five hundred dollars or whatever from the hauling fee that uh, they charge you to to take the body from one place to 
to the place of burial. So you can do this, and people do it all the time. You just don't see it, and mm-hmm. you don't think about it, and you don't know it. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, I thought there was some rule that you had to hire some kind of funeral home, and they, they shuttled them around. But you know, the people die all the time, every day, everywhere, and you can't keep track of all that goes on. And, and Absolutely. I, I understand why it's the way it is. But uh, a good story talking about grandmother here on the Y'all Show with Niles Reddick, our special guest. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with Niles. We've got some festivals going around the South before Labor Day. We'll tell you about that. And stay tuned in hour two. We're going to talk more about books, including Niles' offerings that he's got for you, as well as some other new selections. And we'll be talking South Carolina Gamecock football with Tyler Garrett. That is ahead on the Y'all Show. Stay tuned. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes. Requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in-store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org.
A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. I didn't say we wouldn't hurt anymore. That's how you learn. You just get burned. We don't have to feel like dirt anymore. Though love's not hurt. Baby, it's our turn. And we're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, the show that's all about the South. We've got Gamecock Sports Talk coming up in hour two is our friend Tyler Garrett from the CRM Sports Show, Carolina Crowline. He's going to help preview the 2018 South Carolina Gamecock football season. That's ahead, as well as a look at new books that are out there for you to choose. And speaking of books, we have author and great Southern humorist and so much more. Niles Reddick is our guest our guest co-host even on today's show and Niles hope you I think you can add radio talk show host to your list of credentials <laughs> okay now you're a southerner of course Georgia native down in south Georgia and here in the south we have all kinds of festivals throughout the year and Niles we don't have that many in late August and September but they are scattered throughout the year through your history of growing up in Georgia what are some of the festivals that you can spit out that are uh, near and dear to you? Well, um, first, I would say down in Lakeland, Georgia, there was the Flatlanders Fall Frolic. Uh, okay. Uh, where I first met Stella Parton. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And uh, over in um, Hayhara, where I lived. I'm also. glad you said that because I've seen that word forever and never heard it pronounced. And uh, we had the Honeybee Festival. Huh. Um, and over in... Um, Wiggum or Cairo, we had the uh, rattlesnake roundup. Oh my gosh! And also a big powwow. They had a big Native American powwow uh, festival over there. But there's, you know, geez, there's the Mayhall festival down in. What uh, is that? Mayhall's a berry. They make jelly. Oh my God, it's good. You need to try that if okay. you have never had any no. May- Mayhall jelly. Um, down in uh, Decatur County, which is uh, Bainbridge and okay. and that area down okay. down Very south southwest of, uh-huh. corner. Yeah, there's all kind of festivals. Yeah, there. yeah. Well, let's tell you about some going on right now. If you want to get in your car and head out, if you're listening to us anywhere in the south, this weekend, in fact, there's a few festivals that we want to let you know. In Hopkinsville, Kentucky, the Summer Salute Festival going on this weekend. In Chattanooga, the Battle Below the Clouds at Ruby Falls. That's going on this weekend. And Niles, you and I are not invited, I don't think, to this one in Charleston, West Virginia. The Girls' Night Out event is going on on August 25th. Now, a few things going on, not only this weekend, but a few days afterward. You've got the Louisiana Shrimp and Petroleum Festival in Morgan City, Louisiana. That starts August 30th and runs through the 3rd of September. And in Watkinsville, Georgia, just outside of Athens, you've got the Perspectives Georgia Pottery Invitational going on August 31st through September the 16th. Now into September, and to get you through the first full weekend of September after Labor Day, you've got to the Return to Coldwater Native American Festival 
in Tuscumbia, Alabama. That is up near Florence, Muscle Shoals. If you're in that part of Alabama, that's where Tuscumbia is, right along the Tennessee River. Also, that first full weekend of September, the Festival of the Horse in Georgetown, Kentucky. Festivalofthehorse.org. I would assume that's about horses, and it's in Georgetown. Georgetown is just north of Lexington, home of Georgetown College. It's a big horse country up there. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to Georgetown? I have not been to Georgetown. I've been to Lexington. Though. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Georgetown College. There's a college there. That's where the Cincinnati Bengals trained for a long time for their upcoming season. And also next week, uh, the first, starting the first full weekend of September all the way through the 16th of September, it's the Tennessee Valley Fair going on in Knoxville, tnvalleyfair.org. And finally, that first full weekend in September, go ahead and put it on your calendar. You have in Villa Rica, Georgia, just west of Atlanta, the Gold Rush Festival. DowntownVillaRica.com is the website for that. Are you familiar with Georgia's gold heritage? Yes, in Dahlonega. Uh, I didn't know that about Villa Rica. I, yeah. I lived in Carrollton, which yeah. is not you know too far from Villa Rica. Um, yeah. But, but what, I've been to Dahlonega. One or mine. both of those places both claim like first gold strike, mm -hmm. gold rush in America, which is true. Well, and, and Dahlonega, you know, is a beautiful uh, mm -hmm. little village sandwich there in the mountains. But Home of the they, University of North Georgia. Um, their courthouse, you know, has mm -hmm. a gold dome on it. And uh, so does the capital beautiful. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That came beautiful. from Dahlonega Gold. But, yeah, the uh, Georgia's history of gold. In fact, you could arguably say that the discovery of gold in Georgia really is what opened up so much of the South. And it, there's a sad story there mm -hmm. because what happened was, when people got greedy and wanted gold, well, guess what? They kicked out the locals that were there, which were then the Cherokees right. in most cases, and sent them on the Trail of Tears. And that, as, as a result of that happening, you had places like Mississippi and Alabama get more opened up with settlers and the country. You know, for all the good, there's always bad, too. But, yes, the Gold Rush Festival in Villarica, just west of Atlanta, near Carrollton, Georgia, that's coming up September 8th. So... We want you to put those on your on your planner and look to go out sometime soon for one of our Southern Festivals. Much more coming in the fall, of course, lots in the spring. But here on the Y'all Show, we kind of like to talk about all of our events and all those goofy-type festivals, I think. The names at least sound a little goofy, but they're probably a lot of fun. What was the one down in Hera, Hira? Or Honeybee Festival. Honeybee. Yeah. But now the best one is the Moon Pie Festival in Bell Buckle, Tennessee. Ah, See, I missed that. That was actually in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a good festival. It's okay. a wonderful place to be. And I please tell me, at a moon pie festival, you can actually get moon pies. They had the biggest moon pie in the world Okay, uh, right there that people could eat off of. Okay. <laughs> because what gets me on some of these barbecue challenges out there, you go as a fan and re you really can't even eat the barbecue. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense, but... You know, that's true in Lynchburg, you know, where they have the Jack Daniels uh, cook-off. You couldn't right. eat that because it was a competition, but but they were selling barbecue in town, you mm -hmm. know, where you could get the barbecue. But now that's a great festival, too, the yeah. um, Jack Daniels cook-off. Niles Reddick is our special guest co-host on today's Y'all. We've wrapped up Hour 1. When we come back in Hour 2, we're going to talk about some Gamecock football with Tyler Garrett. We've got a talk about books with Niles and before we get out of here we're going to go back to Niles's Tuesday night event where he left them in stitches at Jackson Tennessee at his night of southern humor event we've got all that ahead stay with us this is the y'all show with your host John Rawl
Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your... And head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The Y'all Show, the show all about the South. I'm John Rawl, and he is Niles Reddick. Hey, Niles. Hey, John. How you doing? We're good. We're back here for hour two. We're going to talk some football in just a few. We've got Tyler Garrett of the Carolina Crow Line. That is an all-South Carolina Gamecock show that we produce here at the Y'all Show, and that'll be up and going next week. We've got multiple shows for multiple colleges across the South that we'll be telling you about now that football season, believe it or not, starts. Did you know it starts this weekend? Yeah. Amazing. Not many, not many games, but there's a handful this weekend, and then there, of course, D-Day of college football really is next Saturday, September right. 1st. So uh, you got everything ready? Yep. For college football season? Yep. Okay. Well, good news there. The Reddick family all getting together starting, I guess, next. You won't be doing it this week, but you'll be having no, not this Saturday. Big, big bash. Your Seminoles, who is a team you follow. They had the worst season in a long, long time last year. Yeah, I didn't follow them quite as much. Last year? You're only there for the winning years, which they won a national championship when you were getting your Ph.D. in Tallahassee. That's that's correct. That that may be the the secret there is to have Niles close by when they're out needing to win. Or to get another Charlie Ward or Uh, (laughs) Warwick Dunn. Yeah, those are names I haven't heard in a while. Well, Niles is our guest. We're going to hear some audio from Niles later this hour as Niles was part of a very special presentation in Jackson, Tennessee on Tuesday evening. And he is a Southern humorist in addition to being an author. We're going to talk about Niles' books momentarily, but he's just all over the place with so much talent and we wanted to showcase that and we appreciate you sitting in with us here on today's Y'all Show. Now, each Thursday on the Y'all Show, when we were able to, we like to have our segment called Buy the Book, B-U-Y, Buy the Book. 
And we, this is where we get to talk about Southern books. And we're always looking for new authors and Southern authors when we can. Well, there's a book that just came out this week. I don't know if you've heard it. It's from author Lisa Patton called Rush, a novel. Now, yeah, take, yes, actually, a um, friend of mine, uh, Lisa, was in uh, Memphis last night, uh, the same night I did my event here. Did she? And okay. she was doing Rush. I think she's from Ole Miss. Am I I think that's right. I think it's, it says that the book's set in modern day Oxford, Mississippi, which is where yeah. Ole Miss is. Yeah. And so a friend of mine went to her presentation last night. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's a novel about Rush and we're talking about <laughs> sororities and fraternities, I assume mostly sororities, that would be a lot more drama if it was just on sororities. But that this is uh, going to be a, a fantastic book. And there, uh, this is a great, what do they call this? Uh, uh, Promo whenever an author talks about another author. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Fanny Flagg, you've heard that name, mm -hmm. author of Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. She says of Lisa Patton's book, there's not a better Southern author writing today than Lisa Patton. Funny, touching, and full of twists and turns. Now, I don't know Lisa Patton's prior work. Do you know what it no. is? Okay, uh -huh. well, evidently this is not her first t try at writing books. But if you want a good read, and I've been at the Ole Miss campus when they had bid day before. Mm-hmm. And as a guy who went to a college that didn't even have fraternities, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life to see these girls come crying, screaming, kicking. They had to change rush at Ole Miss, and they've probably done this at other colleges too, because people would drop out of school if they didn't get into the sorority or fraternity of their choosing. Wow. So it's it's high drama at major schools like Ole Miss. I know Alabama has a very large Greek system and and I, this may be a fun read as this new book is out, Rush from Lisa Patton. Another book out is Patchwork, a Bobby Ann Mason reader. Do you know about this book? I do not. I have not read this, but I love Bobby Ann Mason. Uh met her many, many years ago in North Carolina. Okay. Now, is she a Southern writer? Yes. Okay. Been around quite a while. And she's evidently turned out lots of these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's reader her. books. Yeah, she's got quite a bit of um, material out there. Okay, well, this book came out during the summer called Patchwork and could be worth a read there. Looks like a not too too difficult of a hardcover cover option for you. Another book that's out is from Jack Ford, Chariot on the Mountain. Does that not sound familiar, familiar with that? That, that is a book or a little known events. I think it has to do with the traditions of the Old South and this goes back to Virginia, this setting, sort of a novel, a hardcover, Chariot on the Mountain from Jack Ford. Is it a historical novel? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, it talks about Virginia, but it's, it's, not, it's not nonfiction. It's got something to do with Quakers and Virginia, and Jack Ford has this journey back in time in his book, Chariot on the Mountain. And finally, this is a new book out. It's actually not out yet. It's coming out September 4th, so go ahead and put it on your to-do list. The Man Who Came Uptown from author George Pelicanos. Does that name sound familiar to you, Niles? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this is a thrilling book that will be available. It's out on Mulholland Books on September 4th, and it's, a like we said, a thriller and a suspenseful book from Emmy-nominated writer George Pelicanos' tout and suspenseful new novel. An ex-offender must choose between the man who got him out and the woman who showed him another path. Now, that'll put the hair on the back of your <laughs> neck right there. 
So those are looked at some of those books. Now, if you have a few extra dollars, and we hope you do, we, you should, keep in, miles, keep in mind Niles Reddick. You're now up to how many books? Four. Four. And you've got the, uh, a great lineup of, of fun stuff. I mean, you wrote a book about roadkill art. Yeah, the, the, the title of the book was Roadkill Art and Other Oddities. <laughs> it's a collection of 21 stories. Uh, and the lead story in the uh, collection is Roadkill Art, which was a story first published at the, um, in the Arkansas um, Journal Review of Delta Studies in Arkansas back in the uh, 1990s. And, of course, that name comes from your famous Aunt Catherine? Aunt um, Elizabeth. Or Elizabeth, sorry. Well, her real name was Elizabeth. She's okay. deceased now, but she did collect Roadkill and uh, make art and stuff out of it and uh, fascinating uh, kind of a you know a recycler before (laughs) (laughs) recycling was in now your other books that you have include drifting too far from the shore and that came out in 2016 yes that's a novel okay uh, set in the south um, and really a um, a a tragic story um, where I addressed a number of issues I felt like in the south that had occurred over time uh, but the story is a very light-hearted story and these just these other stories within the story are kind of woven through the tapestry of the of the overall story and if you're a big country fan like myself and i think you like some country music from time to time niles you tell me that name kind of lends itself to a great song that people have covered including vince gill oh yeah now drifting too far from the shore is an old gospel song that was written by the Georgia Yellowhammers in North Georgia uh, back in around the 1800s, I think. And uh, it was recorded by Hank Williams, uh, Sr. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dolly and Porter did a, a version of it, which is beautiful. Of course, anything Dolly does yep. is beautiful, and she's beautiful. Um, but uh, Vince Gill, I think, and Emmylou Harris has done a version of it, but Vince Gill has a beautiful version of it, too. Vince Gill's a great has a great voice again that book drifting too far from the shore your latest work is called reading the coffee grounds and other stores yes it's a it's a collection of stories um both short stories and flash fiction okay Uh, 45 actually that came out this year just came out last week really okay yes last week all right well right off the press reading the coffee grounds from niles reddick and that book, the, the Coffee Grounds, again, ties back to your lineage in South Georgia, the name at least. It, it does. That, that story is in the collection called Reading the Coffee Grounds. And it was another story about my Aunt Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> now, I didn't call her that in the story, you know. Okay. Uh, but, but it lended itself to, to a great story. Uh, I got, you know, quite a few stories from family. Well, Niles is a working author, meaning that he actually has a job nine to five, or at (laughs) least those are the hours he's supposed to have working for the University of Memphis Lambeth campus in Jackson, Tennessee. Writing is something you actually have to go out of your way to do. It's not like you're getting a paycheck to sit there and write books all day long. No, I do not. And actually, I get up at four. That's what I was going to find out. I'm in the office by six. Uh, I usually write about one to two stories per week. And um, I do that between 6 and 8. And then, you know, I work all day. And then that night, I read them and edit them. And then come back in the next morning, like at 6, and start editing. And then I send them off. Okay. Uh, And at any given time, I'm juggling about 100 
uh, submissions of stories to different <laughs> journals. I've had four stories published this week. Four different magazines have contacted me this week, and it's only Wednesday. Wow. Uh, but that's wonderful because that, may, that means that I need to write more. Yeah. Because four are off the, <laughs> you know, off my list now. The machine, that's what we're going to have to start calling Niles Raddick. Wow, what a, what a, and you're already working on your next book. Yeah, the next book will be a collection of stories, too. In fact, I probably already have enough to do the collection, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I really want to, um, I've written some really good stories that I'm really holding out. Okay. I mean, they're all good, don't get me wrong, but the there's a group of stories that I wrote that I, I think go to another level. And so they're out there, you know, right now at the New York Times, Atlantic Monthly, places like that. And I'm waiting for a couple of those to hit. And once they hit, then I'll put together the new book. All right. Well, that's uh, what's the best way for people to find your books, Niles? Uh, NilesReddick.com is my website. But they're on Amazon. They're at Barnes & Noble. So you can you can get those that way. Okay. Well, again, the author, Niles Reddick, and the Southern gentleman Niles Reddick and all the other fun stuff that that you have your first book was it lead me home uh roadkill roadkill was your first first book in 06 followed by lead me home lead me home was the second one and I think that was in 10 okay 2010 wow I I mean like we said a machine turning out not just books but all these short stories that you've got in Journals and publications, it sounds oh, like. It's over 150 stories <laughs> published now. Uh, probably 200 written. I had four books that were never published, and I just found two of them. I'd, I'd forgotten I'd written them years ago in college and undergrad and then in graduate school. And I read them, and they're the worst thing you could possibly read. I thought, oh, my God, I actually gave this to people to read. <laughs> they were pathetic. Um, it takes a long time to learn how to write. Now that may not, I don't believe that. I think they were well. <laughs> no, they were. I promise I, you. I think terrible. we should put them out right now, yeah. and I bet they'll be bestsellers. I don't think so. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Well, we're talking with Niles, but when we come back, Niles and I are going to talk a little pigskin. As the host of the Carolina Crow Line will come on with us, and his name is Tyler Gary. He's joining us from Columbia, South Carolina. And he'll help us preview South Carolina Gamecock football 2018. That is next as the Y'all Show continues. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Whether you brew the craftiest beer... 
or offer the sharpest haircuts in town. We've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your... And head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Promo code 7373. Hey there. I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kid stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick. Miss Lydia. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hey, welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl, and our special co-host today is Niles Reddick, Southern humorist, Southern author, and Southern Renaissance man. And here on the Y'all Show, we mix in all kinds of Renaissance talk with football talk, and we are just days away from the start of college football. And on Thursdays on the Y'all Show, we love to spotlight the Southeastern Conference. And all summer long, we've kind of been breaking down different programs, talking about expectations, personnel, new coaches and such. Well, we are now putting the Garnet and Black Spotlight on the South Carolina Fighting Gamecocks. And from Columbia, South Carolina, we have Tyler Garrett joining us here. He is the host of our sister program for Gamecock fans called Carolina Crowline is the name of that show been on the air 12 years now and tyler we are glad to have you on y'all welcome into the show sir i appreciate it thanks for having me well how is everything going in columbia sc these days as football is almost here well the weather is nice and hot so you know that means it must be the beginning of football season and everyone is pretty optimistic out here in columbia uh, after the gamecocks finished on a high note to close out well must chance second season last year well, my question to you, Tyler, as the news in Columbia this week was it, it, well, it was about what was happening on the field, but what I mean is what was really happening on the field, and will there be a field when the Gamecocks and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers get together on September 1st? And that is the big concert y'all had at williams Bryce Stadium this week. Did the place get torn up? Tell us about that big concert. Yeah, well, Beyonce and Jay-Z were here last night for the On the Run tour, and it's, that's surprisingly a very large concern among Gamecock fans um, as it was hosted in Williams-Brice Stadium. But my understanding is they are going to be replacing the field no matter what anyway to get ready for the home opener, so I don't think that's going to be a big concern. Okay, all right. Well, good to know. <laughs> you know, they take, yeah. they take great pride in those fields, those sports turf management guys, so – uh, but everything, nobody uh, got injured. The concert was a success. I know they got out of school early down there. Yeah, yeah. They actually, uh, the local school district released um, uh, the students on a half day. Actually, I believe that was the second day of school for um, the kids down there in the area. And it was, I tell you what, I 
if you had to measure up the kind of uh, influence uh, that Beyonce had versus uh, the president of the United States in terms of altering education and traffic patterns, I would probably have to give the nod to Beyonce for sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, let's talk about what's going on with Will Muschamp's program. You know, the so-called experts say don't sleep on the Gamecocks. They have a real chance to not only beat Georgia at that second game of the year, but possibly find themselves in Atlanta playing for the SEC championship come early December. Tyler, I know you're allowed to be a homer, but how much validity does that argument have in your opinion? Uh, I think it has a little bit of validity. If things fall the Gamecocks' way, uh, they have the talent and they have the ability to make it to Atlanta. Um, Although you have two playoff teams on your schedule this year, one, of course, being in conference, that's going to be the one that's going to affect your trip to Atlanta. But it's such a big early season game. It's definitely going to be a barometer for South Carolina. And just really, even if they don't win that game, it's going to set the pace for the rest of the season, and it's going to give everyone an early idea of exactly what we're dealing with. Um, you've got Jake Bentley coming back for his third year after many feel like he's somewhat underachieved last year, and some people use the word regression. And then you've got a whole brand-new offense for Will Muschamp, and that's not um, an odd thing for people who follow Will Muschamp's coaching career to say um, under Will Muschamp coach team. So there are question marks. But offensively speaking, people are excited. They know they're bringing a a fast-paced, up-tempo, no-huddle offense to South Carolina. Um, And while the first half of the bowl game against Michigan looked none too pretty, it was the second half um, of that game that people are choosing to remember when South Carolina was able to come from behind and win that game after producing almost nothing uh, in the first half. So it's funny how selective memory can work. Um, but people are excited, and there is that possibility. I mean, they were voted second um, in the SEC East, and you look at the other programs, Tennessee starting over, Florida starting over. So if you can just get over that hump that is the Georgia Bulldogs, then and you don't slip up, and you actually beat Kentucky for the first time in five years, that's an unusual thing for South Carolina fans to say out loud. Now, say that again. You, say that. Say that. <laughs> let, let everybody hear that, because that is, that is shocking. That, yeah, that's right. And South Carolina has lost to Kentucky for four consecutive years. As a matter of fact, last year's seniors never beat the Kentucky Wildcats on the football field, which is an extremely odd thing to say. But that's that's the fact of the matter. And if, if you can win those games you're supposed to win and jump up and take advantage of the Bulldogs since you do have them early in the season at home, yeah. then it's very possible for South Carolina. Now, Niles is over here getting a good chuckle out of that one uh, as a guy who – I guess uh, he's he's kind of an ACC guy in some ways. He has a degree from Florida State, the other Garnet team in right. major major sports. But yeah, that that's a that's and, and USC absolutely should have won half of those games. I mean, I think you could put them down in the category as absolutely blew it. Is that a fair statement? You can and and don't forget last year South Carolina needed a, a basically a last second field goal as time ran out to beat. Louisiana Tech at home at williams Bryce Stadium last year. So uh, the record, the numbers, and the wins and the losses look good. But there are definitely some opportunities to improve the win column, and they could have added a few more losses as well. Well, as, as some of those games may have been ugly wins, but, man, you, you finished it off in style. Uh, and, again, if you didn't have a chance to see that Outback Bowl game that the Gamecocks had against Michigan, Michigan and their mighty coach, Harbaugh, 
Uh, I don't know what's going on in Ann Arbor. Frankly, don't really care. But <laughs> but the Gamecocks once again they that that they just need to rename the Outback Bowl Gamecock Bowl of America because USC comes to play in that one. They do seem to take advantage of their opportunities uh, in Tampa, and especially when the Michigan Wolverines come to town. <laughs> that, that was a that was a defense last year of, of Jim Harbaugh's that had a lot of talent. A lot of people talked about the talent, all the draft picks they lost two years ago. But that that defense last year was not devoid of talent. And for Brian McClendon as his uh, the first time offensive coordinator and play caller to really find his groove and find ways to adjust at halftime and take advantage of what he was seeing i think gave a lot of people inspiration and confidence of course the obvious task for him now well can he do that on a consistent week in and week out basis in the sec i know carolina's brought in a quarterback kind of mentor in dan werner to the Correct. program but he is not the offensive coordinator right no he is the quarterback's coach and and based on the uh, the spring interviews and these uh, preseason camp interviews, it's going to be sort of, I feel like, you know, it's Brian McClendon has, has the keys to the car, but he's getting input and advice from Bobby Bentley and Dan Werner. And these are guys who have been a part of fast tempo, no huddle staffs, uh, Bobby Bentley at Auburn, Dan Werner at Old Miss during the time of, of Chad Kelly. And even prior to that, he's had experience with traditional um, two back offenses when he was um, the quarterbacks coach um, down in Miami during their heyday in the early part of the 2000s. So yeah. he's got he's worked with a lot of talent. He knows what success looks like, and and I feel like for a first time offensive coordinator, you sort of need those stabilizing voices in the offensive uh, room during game prep. So you have that confidence, you have the stability, and you also have the experience of the ins and the outs of the SEC that you aren't going to have on your own. If you're ever bored and you see on ESPN Classic that famous game between Ohio State and Miami for the national championship out in Arizona, you'll see Dan Warner on the sideline being the offensive coordinator for the Canes in that game where they were absolutely robbed. Would you agree with that, Tyler? The oh, yeah. The 2002 that, and, championship game or three? Absolutely. Whatever? Absolutely. And and one of, the, one of the best national championship games in the history of college football. Uh, well, I would say that, but they got robbed. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure last <laughs> that, year's wasn't the best one we've seen. That rules that out. Yeah, last year was a pretty dramatic win. We, we've had some good ones. Now, the question is, Tyler, are the South Carolina Gamecocks ever going to get to play for a national championship? Answer well, that I'm one. Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, there was a time when uh, Gamecock fans never thought they would see South Carolina playing in the Final Four, and that that actually happened. Um, so I that I guess hope springs eternal in that sense. That I, I hold out hope that one day, before uh, I'm old and gray, that I will see South Carolina in, at least in the college football playoff. Now we talk about coaching personnel. This is a little bit unusual. Uh, Niles is with me here today. Niles, they have a quarterback for the Gamecocks is a fellow named. Jake Bentley. He's going to be a junior this year, although technically he should only be a sophomore. He went to college a year early, right? That is correct. Okay. So he's on the staff. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Well, his dad is also on the coaching staff. So you've got a coach and a player. Have you ever been around, Niles? Have you ever been in a, an environment that high tense with one of your kids? No, that's, that's unusual. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's not the head coach. And he kind of – would you say that – the coach Bentley kind of demoted himself this year to make him less of the spotlight. Is that a fair statement, Tyler? Yeah, I suppose you could say that, uh, you know, he, uh, Bobby Bentley is the running backs coach. And again, one of those voices that you're going to, 
lean on, I guess, if you're McClendon in the offensive uh, staff meetings. But yeah, you know, it's an interesting dichotomy having your son on the team. And then you also, you're not directly his coach, but also you're his, his father and mentor, so to speak. And I'm sure it's, it's hard to try and not want to, you know, step on the toes of your son's position coach while at the same time, you know, not allowing yourself to get distracted because you have a job to do also. And it's not to be, you know, telling your son what to do and those sorts of things. So I'm sure that makes for interesting dinner table conversation and interesting meeting room conversation also. Well, the Gamecocks open up against Coastal Carolina, and then they do play Georgia that second week, a huge game there. What is beyond Georgia? So many people have that Georgia game as sort of the dividing line of the season, but there's a lot of games after that one. What's up next for USC following Georgia? Well, um, South Carolina will be at home um, that very next week against Marshall, and then they have back-to-back road trips against Vandy and, and Kentucky, and we touched on Kentucky a moment ago, and I think South Carolina, and I've actually said this for the last three years, prior to the game, I see no excuse why South Carolina should not be able to win that game. Of course, they never actually seem to win that game <laughs> here in, in the recent in the recent past, and then uh, your back-to-back home games against Missouri and uh, A&M before your bye week um, in the mid in the middle of October. So, I, there's the opportunity there for South Carolina. If, if they if they win week two against Georgia, I I, I can see them going six and zero to the bye week. If if they don't uh, beat Georgia, I also continue to see them seven and one before the bye week. Best case scenario, um, Texas A&M is is getting there under their feet with uh, Jimbo Fisher. Missouri has had their struggles, although they have a very talented quarterback. They're having, they're breaking in a nuance of offensive coordinator and kind of remaking their offense. And then when you look at the two road games, those are the two teams that most people believe are going to finish in the bottom of the SEC East. So the beginning of the season, the first half of the season sets up very well for South Carolina. It's the end of the season where you're back to back on the road um, against Ole Miss um, and then you go on to Gainesville. You come home for Tennessee Chattanooga as sort of your final cupcake game of the season, and then you go up to Death Valley to take on the Clemson Tigers. So, yeah, if uh, South Carolina can get out of the gates for a fast start, that's going to be needed because it's going to be a difficult stretch um, coming in to close the season. First time in nine years that the Gamecocks and Ole Miss will be facing off on the gridiron, and you go to Oxford to the Grove this year for that game. And then you've got Tennessee coming into Columbia. Now, Tennessee wants revenge for what happened last year. So do you think Tennessee's going to be any better this year under their first-year coach, Jeremy Pruitt? Um, You know, I think they are thin in a lot of positions. I think that um, a lot of talent has left Knoxville for one reason or another. I, I feel like at this point in time, Will Muschamp, you know, has his undefeated record against the Tennessee Volunteers. And I'm pretty sure that's going to continue. Um, you know, I think the main thing for South Carolina at that point in the season coming in at the end of October is just making sure you've got everybody healthy. If you miss, if you're missing a Debo Samuel again, or if Jake Bentley goes down with an injury or you, you're kind of banged up at that point, I think anything can happen. All right. And again, non-conference, the Gamecocks always wind up with their rivalry game, the Clemson Tigers. It wasn't that long ago where the South Carolina Gamecocks had five straight wins. Is that right? Is it five or four? No, it was it was five. Yeah, that's now, what I thought. And, and since Clemson has rattled off four four straight, <laughs> on, they're on. But it wasn't long ago under Coach Spurrier that the Gamecocks had five straight wins over their arch rival Clemson Tigers, and now Clemson is right there. I know that has to be painful to see Clemson at the top of college football. 
it it it's painful for for many a Gamecock fan. I would think at this point though that the desensitivity of the situation is probably set in, so it's not quite as uh, you know knife twisting as it as it used to be maybe just a few seasons ago. But there's there's no denying that. You know, Dab- Dabo Sweeney has got those guys rolling. They're just recruiting lights out. They're stacked on most positions across the roster on offense and defense. I mean, they they ha- are having to decide whether or not they're going to bench the number one recruit in the nation uh, <laughs> last year if he's even going to if he's even going to play. And I think when you're talking about those kinds of situations, you got to be pretty happy with where you are as a fan. Um, and, and that's kind of you know, Muschamp. I don't think likes Dabo Sweeney very much um, for one reason or another, but he always talks about, you know, a goal for South Carolina is, is winning the state. And if you can get lucky and have the football bounce your way, you know, South Carolina has a chance in that game overall. Of course, it's, it's a long ways way off at this point, but right now I don't think South Carolina is a kind of program where they're, they have the talent to go toe to toe with a team like Clemson, um, most weekends. Well, Coach Most Champ's going to have a chance to win the state in that first game of the year when Coastal Carolina comes to Columbia. So, hey, he might get his wish. That's right. Of course, <laughs> uh, most most people might say, well, you had the, your chance against the Citadel a couple years ago, too, and that didn't really work. Yeah, who so won well. that one, by the way? I think it was a 23-22 Citadel Bulldogs over the Gamecocks. Uh, you know what? I forgot. So well, I, I didn't. Know. I did not forget. <laughs> Anything else we need to know before we say goodbye to you today, sir? about Gamecock sports? No, I think overall, if you want to try and uh, if you're out there and, and you're catching a Gamecock game and you want to think about maybe some new names on each side of the ball to be looking out for this year, I think number one, uh, the news from Columbia is people are very excited about Brian Edwards and, and the kind of fall camp he's had. Of course, everyone knows the name Debo Samuel mm-hmm. from the beginning of the season last year. So, But they think Brian Edwards is poised to break out to have a monster season. And, and if Debo can stay healthy, and you've got both of those guys at the receiver position on each end of the field. I think South Carolina has the the possibility of being very dangerous offensively. And then the big question on defense is, how do you replace Sky Moore? And Will Muschamp really hasn't found the answer to that question yet um, with the linebacker position. But you get senior Bryce and Allen Williams back um, to play the buck position, who was out about halfway through the season with with a, a shoulder surgery last year. So he's poised to have a big breakout season. He's going to be that versatile guy that slides up and down the line and really tries to cause some mismatch nightmares for the defense. So those are two guys that I think the staff is really excited about and are looking forward to use this year. All right, the y'all listeners want to know from expert Tyler Garrett, host of the Carolina Crow Line, a CRM sports production, our sister show here at y'all what is the prediction from Tyler Garrett on Gamecock football in 2018? Drum roll, please. <laughs> I think uh, South Carolina, looking at the schedule, they probably close the regular season most likely at 9-3. and three. Which is about where they finished last year, right? Which is right about where they finished last okay. year. Okay. Well, we they, I guess that's better than the old days, meaning yeah. like 2015 where they were horrible. Right, that's that's exactly right. I think two back-to-back nine-win seasons, and you're not that far off for being from being one of the worst rosters uh, in the SEC. Um, I think is is actually quite the accomplishment. I don't know that you would get a lot of Gamecock fans to agree with that statement yeah. because the expectations always outweigh the reality. But I think if you come in nine and three this year, I think you got to like where you are as a program. All right. Well, again, the show is Carolina Crowline. You can find it on iTunes podcast. You can see Tyler. Each week, starting next week on Facebook Live, you do a great job 
of broadcasting Gamecock information. You get to see your studio there in Columbia, and all the Gamecock fans and rivals alike want to be tuning in to the Carolina Crow Line with Tyler Garrett starting next week and going throughout the season. Tyler, thank you for being our special guest on the Y'all Show today. I appreciate it. Anytime, and we'll be Tuesdays at 8 p.m. starting next week. All right. Woo, can't wait. Well, when we come back, our guest co-host today, Niles Raddick, and I are going to close up the Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, y'all. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes. Requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. Yo, man. segment of the Y'all Show on a Thursday. John Rawl with our guest co-host, Dr. Niles Reddick, a native of Valdosta, Georgia. And he's sat in here with us today and helped talk about his book career and football. And we talked a little music and we talked family. Just having a good time. We hope you all have enjoyed it. This is the Y'all Show where you can reach us anytime. Our number 
803-816-1170. On Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. And we're on Instagram. Are you on to all those? I'm on Instagram, okay. yes. Okay, not Twitter? I'm on Twitter. Okay. What's your handle? At Niles underscore Reddick. And that's R-E-D-D-I-C-K. Now, I've got to tell you, the name Reddick, to me, has a memory from my childhood. And it has to do with a Reddick from Georgia. Okay. And I hope they're not related. <laughs> I well, was, tell me the story. Well, the, the story is one of the Reddick boys, there were two of them, and I was not really friends. They were, they were hellions, to be honest with you. But they were smart. One of them was smart. The other one wasn't so smart. But one of them was in my classes. The other one was a year older. But the older one kind of had a thing from my first cousin. And that he wanted to be her boyfriend. And she didn't want to be his girlfriend. And it went on. This is, you know, teenage years and such. So one time, and this is just. Really Where did they live? In South Carolina. They lived okay. across the road from me. So, but they were from Georgia. Okay. They were huge Georgia Bulldog fans. That's one reason I don't particularly care for Georgia Bulldog sports now because of the arrogance that they had back in those days <laughs> about Georgia. And Georgia wasn't that great. They did win a national championship in 1980, though. I'll give them credit for that. Herschel Walker. Yeah. Yep. But uh, anyway, so the older Reddick boy, he became disgruntled that my first cousin wouldn't be his girl, his steady. So one night, allegedly, this was in the days before video cameras, so I can't prove it, but the rumor was, and I'm sure it's true, to show his anger, he goes out into the front yard of my cousin's house and starts doing donuts in his truck. Now, that that's pretty red for a, a reddick. That's that pretty is. red. <laughs> that is. I, I'm going to show her. <laughs> and doing donuts, uh, and what, a, what an idiotic thing. Mind you, my uncle and aunt were not very happy about that. I bet. Yeah. So that's my only Reddit connection. And, and where in South Carolina? I am from Lexington, which is 10, 15 miles west of Columbia. This would not be someone that was related to me closely. Well, I'm, 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 I'm glad. You know, I know they weren't. But now, they were from Georgia. So They, what they had Georgia, Georgia hair. I don't know. Okay. You want me to call them up? Uh, but they did. They dropped the K on the end. You've got a K on the end of your name. Do have the K. And actually, the Reddick name is not really Reddick at all. Is that um, right? No, it was a German name that, oh, was, gut. that was changed when they came over. So. Okay. Well, most people screw up names, and I, I can't imagine how many times a day you have to correct people yeah. with your first and last oh, yeah, name. Because sure, sure. I've got to do it with mine as well. All the time. Well, Niles, we appreciate you coming on. Before we get out of here, we've got some more fun coming from you and talking about uh, some of our colorful characters in the South. I want to share this story. This is from your Tuesday night event that you had in Jackson, Tennessee, an event for the Jackson-Madison County Library Foundation, a night of Southern humor, and you were the featured speaker, brought in a lot of laughter and a lot of money to the foundation to help raise money for the Jackson-Madison County Library. But this story had me falling out of my seat because you talked about your experience going to Long John Silver's. Yeah, I, you know, um, I don't do that very often, and if you, if my doctor hears this story... <laughs> uh, he just needs to ignore it. But, you know, every once in a while, you just want something different. And I, I had not been there in a long time and went by there to get some fish. But not really the fish. I don't even like fish. I, I like those cracklings that they yeah. have in the fish. And I could eat those all day, you know. And uh, and, and I was inspired in the drive-thru uh, by the car in front of me, an old minivan with a woman 
uh, driving it with curlers in her hair and her big arm hanging out. And, uh, you know, the top part of the arm was just a, you know, it, there were there was no muscle in there. Yeah. Uh, it was just a big stretched out. We're uh, going we're going to hear all about it here in your recollection yeah. of this turning point of your life, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. well, I, I it, do. It was a great story, you know. And, um, and it's one of those true stories, I think. It it was true. It was it was embellished probably a little bit. That's but, okay. Um, but aren't the best stories always the true stories? You know, they are. They really are. And you have to change them up because they're so true that nobody would believe them. So you have to. Or make you'd them, get sued. Yeah, you'd get sued. You'd make <laughs> them into fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's our story about Long John Silvers on the Y'all Show with our special guest co host, Niles Reddick. Looking for something deep. I, and I'm thinking, what do I want? What do I want? And, and I think. What, what is that, Captain D's or Long John Silver's? Is it Long John Silver's? I said, dang, you know, I ain't had Long John Silver's in a long time. I like them crackling things they have in there. I don't care nothing about the fish. I just want the crackling. Just sell me the cracklings, you know. Anyway, so I, I don't know if you've ever, how many of you have been to, there before? So, okay, good, I'm not alone. That's a hard place to get in and out of, you know it. Anyway, I pull around and pull around back, and I get behind this um, this minivan. It's an old minivan. Of course, they all look old to me, but it's an old minivan. I mean, it's polluting, and it's got some bumper stickers on it, and it's dirty, and and the air's not working. Is it one of y'all's? <laughs> anyway, it ain't one of y'all's. Listen. This lady driving the minivan, she had curlers in her hair, and um, her her arm, about this big, okay, and it wasn't no muscle there now, and it was hanging out, air conditioning, you know how hot it is, no air conditioning in that minivan, arm hanging out, and I could see a tattoo, and and I thought, what in the hell kind of tattoo is that on that woman's big old arm? Anyway... It it looked like, at first I thought, is it Mick Jagger's mouth, you know, with smashed up, like something ran into a glass, you know, and those lips are, you know how his mouth looks. Anyway, I finally realized it was a heart on her arm that had stretched out over all them years that she'd been going along John Silver's. And I said, dang. What a fun way to wrap up our Thursday, y'all, with Niles Reddick talking about his experience at a Long John Silver. And Niles, I feel sorry for you. In Jackson, Tennessee, it's coming soon, but you are in a Captain D's desert. There is no Captain D's around Jackson, Tennessee. So you had to go to Long John Silver's for that experience. Yeah, and that's funny because I didn't know I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, when well, I, it, it was Long John Silver. There is a new Captain D's being built as we speak on South Highland in Jackson, Tennessee. So you'll be able to go compare the two. But they don't have that crackling like. I think long, they do. Do they? And and usually I'm a Captain D's <laughs> kind of guy. I, I like Captain <laughs> D's. Although they took away, as I've said on the show before, they took away their pecan pies. Which, mm. by the way, is it pecan or pecan? Well. You know, I grew up in I, I southern Georgia, yeah. so it was pecan. Okay. But at some Thank point, you. my grandmother, Reddick, told me 
that a pecan something you keep by the bed mm-hmm. and she actually had one uh, okay uh so uh which she used and you could hear it you know if you stay <laughs> if you spent the night with her uh so it's i've always used pecan after that okay <laughs> Well, Niles, thank you very much. Niles, again, is a Southern humorist, a Southern writer. You can go to his website and find out. You go to Amazon and order his books. It'll be a perfect gift. We Go ahead and get your Christmas gifts right now. Niles Reddick books are the perfect gift for anyone out there. And when you can find Niles outside of those professions, you'll find him as the vice provost at the University of Memphis's Lambeth campus. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you, John. On the Friday, y'all, tune in. We'll have our recap of the week. Plus, we'll look at some college sports preview as we got football this weekend. We'll tell you about the select number of games going on. On the second hour of the Friday, y'all, we'll have our Friday free for y'all, our three-pack of great songs. Hashtag hullabaloo coming up, and we'll wrap it up with our look ahead at the weekend in sports. And from Dixie with Love, we'll get us out of here. That's all tomorrow. But today, we want to thank again Niles, and thank you for listening and tuning us in on Great Stations. We'll see you on the Friday show. This has been Y'all with John Rawl. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your... And head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. 
a strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council.